right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, July 2nd, 2020, and I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. Hi. How's it going, pal? All right. Same old stuff. Heading up north tonight. Nice. That's exciting. That's very exciting. When are you Uh, coming up? I'm coming up Friday. Friday morning, I'll be uh, I'll be on my way. We'll, we'll get to hang out, share some brews, talk more about this uh, upcoming draft for the Detroit Red Wings. Who knows when that'll be? Play some cornhole. Some people have guessed uh, October, some November, but we'll, swim in the lake. We'll get the chance. <laughs> we'll get the chance Set to talk about all of that. Yeah, I was thinking, what are you drinking this weekend? Um, dude, I spent hundred and twenty-five dollars at Meyer today on strictly alcohol. Really good for you. What are you drinking? <laughs> I've got uh, a half gallon of vodka. I've got um, two bottles of dry champagne from mimosas. I've got two wow. things of um, Bloody Mary mix. I've got, Jesus, a 24-pack, and I've got a 24-pack of uh, Bud Light Seltzer, too. We're going. How adult of you to... Uh, We're going. To have different alcohols for the morning than you do. For, that, is, that is the true sign of a grown-up. Or an alcohol. I have no, no. I disagree because I'm going to be drinking, you know, pretty relatively early as well. But I'm just going to drink the same thing that I was drinking. Also, bringing up the Bombay from the. Live there stream. we go. The the Bombay that we didn't get to drink because the Red Wings. Yeah. Got right. the fourth pick, so we had to drink five o'clock vodka. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are we are a lot less mad now than we are. And we were a couple days ago, and as we were right after we recorded the uh, the post lottery reaction podcast, uh, it's time to get serious. We're, we're going to get into the the kind of do the preliminary discussions on on Friday's show about what the Red Wings' options are at number four. There's a lot of options. We've talked about it before. This is a really deep draft, uh, and then we also are going to have uh, at the end of tomorrow's show, we're going to be joined by Sarah Evampedo. Uh, she's the host of Locked On Kings and the Locked On NHL show. Uh, she's going to talk about what the Kings might do with that pick at four, whether she thinks either Byfield or Stutzla is going to be a lock at that position and, and kind of what the implications would be for the Red Wings going forward from there. So be sure to subscribe. We'll be ready for you when you wake up. If you're taking a trip up north this, uh, this weekend, you'll be able to listen to that on your commute. But yeah, as for today, we just got a league update for you guys. Lots of different things going on. Uh, hub cities, a new CBA, what the implications are for that. And, uh, yeah, what do you, what do you got for us, Ethan? You got a quote from, or a tweet from Bob McKenzie. It says long night of negotiations and hard work between the NHL and the players association appears to have resulted in an agreement on most issues on phase three, four of the return to play the CBA extension and the transition rules. Uh, still a couple of items to finalize today. Nothing, of course, is actually done until both sides ratify a tentative deal. Barring any last-minute complications, we've seen some of those Vancouver and Vegas, team, the, as for the hub cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hub cities will be Edmonton and Toronto. Nothing carved in stone just yet, but if there are no hiccups in finalizing the tentative agreement, the NHLPA could be voting on the return-to-play CBA and transition with like the contracts and stuff like that. Critical dates by Friday or Saturday. How about that? And with that new CBA, great news of the day, the NHL players will be returning to the Olympics in 2022. I love that. 
Which is probably the best part of that whole thing. I, I think I'm more excited about that than just the idea of hockey returning this year. I so miss the uh, the the NHL and the Olympics. Like that just got you so much more into it. And like I didn't I didn't care about these last Winter Olympics for ice hockey. I didn't all. watch a second of it. I didn't either. Yeah, which I mean, sorry. I would and, I'd rather see you know. Tell me, like, have you not? I, 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 I'm starved for Olympic sports. Like the World yes. Cup of Hockey was amazing. I watched yes. almost every game. Even yes. like the uh, World Juniors in December, early January. I watched that every single year. Yep. It's so much fun to watch. It's a completely mm-hmm. different atmosphere than even NHL playoffs. And when it's in the Olympics and it's the best players in the world, playing for their country, there's nothing like it. Yeah, and it's even like it's like you mentioned the World Cup of Hockey. The World Cup of Hockey is great. The most recent one that they had was absolutely fantastic with that, you know, North American under-23 team kind of caveat thrown into the mix like that. That was electric. That was super fun. Like, I, I love that little thing where it was like, yes, yeah, it's international play, but we're also going to do this little weird fun thing. That was awesome. Dude, it was the – Sweden versus the under 23 team was one of the best games I've seen this decade. It was that so Nate, much fun. that I'd like that goal from Nathan McKinnon will never be erased from my memory. I know that entire overtime was electric. It went from breakaway save uh, by Gibson right down the other side of the ice, two on one. And then it was just a broken play. McKinnon gets it again. See you later. Thanks. Beautiful. For That's what a bunch you want. Young kids just beat all the best Swedish players in the NHL. I know, I know, and there's just something to it with the uh, with the Olympics, where like you know, the stakes seem so much higher than they do at any other point in like hockey. Like playoff hockey, the stakes are very, very high, but also just like having the pressure of like this is once every four years, you only have the chance to win Olympic gold once every four years. Most of these guys, like not only do they not know, uh, they don't, they simply don't know if. Not only do they not know whether or not they'll be able to play for a gold medal ever again, but they don't know if they'll make the team because like the, the teams are just so loaded. There's never a given, you know, if you're a Connor McDavid or that type of player, then that's one thing, but it's just, you're talking about a player that's in, that might be 28 to 30 or yeah. 31. Yeah. Like he this, knows he's not going to get another chance at this. Yes, exactly. Like another yeah. cool thing too, is the, um, the larger ice. Because we're yeah. seeing, we see how quick this game is, and how there's action. I mean, there's action everywhere on NHL ice, behind the net, in the corners, everything. But when you get that Olympic-sized ice, and you're able to space out an umbrella power play a little bit more, you know, yeah. it, mm-hmm. you have so much more room in the neutral zone to move. And you're gonna see. That's when you see guys like, uh, like Connor McDavid's real speed when mm-hmm. he gets a step. And another thing too is with the World Cup of Hockey. It was just NHL stuff. Like, you're not necessarily getting, you know, the Datsuks and the Kovalchuks for Team Russia. Because yeah. it's different with the KHL. It's like a whole, even more of a rivalry there, too. I love that. <laughs> I just love the whole thing with, with Russia's last <laughs> Olympics. Because they couldn't technically be called Russia. So they were the Olympic athletes from the Russian Federation or whatever. And then they had like all these like former NHL stars like Datsuk. Just the idea of it just kind of kind of makes me chuckle because they won gold. And that was like the thing that had evaded them since the Red Army days. Yeah, they dominated. It was just such a sham. (laughs) 
the entire yeah like the entire country of russia couldn't participate because all of their athletes were just juiced to the gills on they played like austria in the in the final it's I'm making whatever. that up, but yeah. Yeah, I don't even know who they play. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the uh, Hub Cities announcement. What did you think of that? Because, you know, everything that we'd been hearing to this point was that it was going to be Vancouver and Las Vegas, and then all of a sudden, kind of just out of nowhere, these this, these cities in Toronto and Edmonton just kind of emerge. Um, on Edmonton, I remember when all of this was starting, they came up with a whole – Hey, we're going to have an entire area for the players. There's stuff you, there's places they can go to watch games with their teammates. Cause obviously they can't, you know, just go do whatever they want willy nilly with what's going on. So mm. it's, it's going to be, they offered them a ton of amenities and said, Hey, we're going to make this place as comfortable as possible. So I always thought that was an option. Um, and with Toronto, I'm guessing they're doing that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, it's a giant city, and if stuff starts popping off again, that's not going to be a great place to be. Yeah. Um, but I just think Canada in general is probably a better, better oh, place Oh, 100% to be. it is. It makes complete sense that it's in Canada, and there's nothing in the United States that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, and, like, it, with the United States, like, it just – anything could pop off at any time. Like, it doesn't even ma- seem to matter, like, the size or the region or whatever, because I remember back when – you know, all, like all these discussions started and it was like, well, you're only going to be able to play in like Arizona cause they're fine. Arizona and Florida and they're fine in Texas. They're fine. And now those are the three States who are like really in the thick of it the most. Yeah. No, even like when all this was starting to, and like we weren't even considered a hub city. Now Michigan's one of the best States for this with like the lowest growth. I know. And now it's like, well, I mean, Hey, if you guys want to, but no, what are you going to do in Detroit, you know, besides sitting in a hotel? Right, exactly. I, I'm just, I'm very in, intrigued to see how they do this too. Like I know, I, I know the NBA is going to have like day games to where they have facilities and they're just like kind of running games all day in those like earlier rounds. I'm very intrigued to see the scheduling of all of these games as well. Yeah, because you have to think that they're going to do, you know, game at one, game at four, game at seven. They have to. Yeah. If you're just going strictly on like sheets of ice available per square mile, those are probably two of the best places to be. Yeah. If you're not going to have fans, then what does it really, really matter where you're playing? I'm guessing other amenities like, uh, you know, enough training or enough room for training staff and uh, locker rooms and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to necessarily be, you know, Hey, let's just send them down to, the Rochester Onyx and have them play there. You know, you know, why like, you I don't play, think didn't was, you play at the Onyx yesterday? Yeah. It was How a was lot it? of fun. Um, <laughs> it's really, it's set up differently. Not a whole lot of, you know, it's, it's as well as it could be for a hockey rink where you have to be in like locker rooms and stuff. They did a really yeah. good job with it. Um, I what did really you do? Great, did you just great. go to like sticks and pucks? No. Um, a buddy that I used to uh, play beer league with, just texted me and said, Hey, I got some ice. You want to play? And I said, yeah, I would love to play. I, oh, so I he just dying. got like his own ice. Yeah. We just skated for an hour. We got, you know, there was like 12 guys there. Just did a little six on six. Yeah. 
So here's the info on what the uh, what the amenities are going to be like in these two hub cities. And this is from The Athletic. Uh, in Edmonton, there will be a multiple block bubble that includes the recently built JW Marriott, the Sutton Place Hotel, the state-of-the-art Rogers Place, and the arena's attached practice sheet of ice. A wall will literally be built around the bubble, sources said. In Toronto, the bubble will include 40-acre campus-like village on the grounds of Exhibition Place, which includes BMO Field, the OVO Athletic Center, Coca-Cola Coliseum and the 404 room Hotel X, which I mean, yeah. So uh, it's going to be really, really weird to know that they, these guys are just like trapped and it's, there's literally walls. It's like they're going to a little, uh, little communist country of their own to play hockey for a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, I guess, if you're if you're trying to think that look if this goes until September October right yeah let's say what it starts early August let's mm-hmm. say let's say right um starts early August goes till like that's what three months yeah like the NFL is talking about having to isolate their players for the entire season that's crazy the NFL season is so imagine? long no no. And uh, so another thing they're trying to do to kind of uh, remedy that is the quote, create a resort style district for players to have multiple restaurants, food trucks, movie theaters, state of the art fitness areas and other activities at their disposal. So they don't feel trapped in their hotel rooms when they're not at the rink. And they the, allegedly there will also be restaurants that uh, are inside the bubbles and they can only be accessed by shuttles operated by the NHL. Just a very, very weird situation. And, like, I get all the steps that they're taking. Like, I, They're trying to be as isolated as possible. So there's just the least amount of issues. And I now. guess there's something to it, too, with the uh, financial aspect. You know, we talked about Vegas uh, at, at the beginning of this segment being a front runner, like, for pretty much the entire course of this discussion right up until today or yesterday, whatever it may be. Uh, but another thing to, to think about, I don't know how much has played into the decision, but uh, the, it will be cheaper for the NHL because the Canadian dollar is only worth 74 cents on the dollar right now. So smart. Yeah. Got to get that cash back somehow. Uh, there's a lot of other issues. I think in this new CBA, you know, the escrow uh, debate, that's, that's a bit above my pay grade at this point in time. I'm sure we'll sink into it at, at some point down the road. Hey, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it on hub cities. All right. Last thing of today, we should talk about what will happen if the NHL, God forbid, does not resume its season with the, with the NHL draft lottery, considering that a placeholder team did grab that number one spot overall. I think there might be some confusion on, on what's going to be taking place, but I, I think Sportsnet reported something today, Ethan. Yeah. Um, basically Sportsnet's reporting because the NHL obviously hasn't said anything about it yet. I'm trying to be optimistic here. Um, Sportsnet's reporting that if, the season isn't completed. The lottery is going to include the bottom four teams in each conference. So Montreal, the Rangers, the Panthers, Columbus in the East, and the Blackhawks, just saying, Coyotes, Wild, and the Jets in the West. How about that? Yeah, the uh, the Blackhawks are really the only team out West that I'm really concerned about 
I, and it's funny because, you know, I just, the whole fixes in type deal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a joke. It's not real. I mean, they, they literally record video of the lottery and, uh, but at the same time, you just have to know in the back of your head, where do you stand on that? Like, we should get this out of the way right now. Where do you stand on conspiracies when it comes to the NHL draft lottery? It's something for me that I just, I would like to believe in, but I just, when I think about it critically at all, I can't. Um, well, there's always like videos that are released after that show it. And I know conspiracy theorists can be like, well, uh, you can easily just keep doing it until you get what you want. Like, all right. Like, I just don't really have uh, the time <laughs> um, or really just the energy. Yeah. My energy is spent on so many other things in my life that I just can't. I just take everything in. All right. Well, that's what it is. I'm not doing, I'm not doing Montreal, Chicago's going to get this back. Cause I just, can't. Oh, I am. I am. I can't. I'm setting myself up. It's like kind of like the same idea as being like, you know, the Red Wings are going to end up with this fourth pick. Right. You know, it's kind of like, I just don't set yourself up for disappointment. Well, if I'm being honest, dude, <laughs> wouldn't you rather have Montreal or Chicago get this pick? Than no, Arizona. No. Columbus? No. Why? I like hockey, man. It's a great story if he goes to Montreal. If he goes to Chicago, I like hockey I'm too. just saying. Just I saying. like hockey too. I think it's a fun story if he goes to Arizona. Why? What's fun in Arizona? Uh, the desert, bro. You got absolutely nothing on that. Phil bro. Kessel. Nothing cool with him going to Arizona. <laughs> I'm going to say Chicago. I want him to go to Chicago. I don't. Why? Why would you Patrick want him to go Kane, to the Red Wings' biggest rival? Lafreniere, just saying. Right, the rich get richer. That's so annoying. Ain't Let's see somebody new in here. Winnipeg I think would it's, be cool. I think it's I would like super, Winnipeg. Rangers would be cool. I wouldn't mind the Rangers. Rangers would be cool. I think, I think it's just fun to, when uh, teams get good. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, you can bitch, moan, and complain about, oh, well, he's going to get buried in a non-traditional hockey market. Like, dude, the Coyotes were good at one point. They made a Western Conference final a, a decade years. ago. Yeah, and it was fun, wasn't it? No, I didn't care about. I I've never once cared about Arizona. And I would like to preface this whole thing by saying that I'm a, I'm a I'm an NHL fan. I love the NHL. And if I get to see Lafreniere go to Montreal and play for his hometown, that would be really cool. If I get to see him play with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, that would be really cool. If I get to see him go to the Rangers and play in okay, New York. Okay, I'm an NHL fan so too, cool. and I think it's fun when a uh, generational talent brings a franchise out of irrelevancy. They're not going to – how do you – what makes you think that – what makes you think that the Canadians are going to do anything with this guy? Well, I mean, he's the number one overall pick and got some cap space, and hey, you know, that's another, that's another shot. Maybe, maybe Shea Weber can stay healthy. I mean, look um, at these guys' drafts history. It's terrible. It is really bad. I'm it like going. Really I'm I'm going through their drafts. They need like help. first overall. Whatever. Uh, I'm just saying, dude. You go. You go look through Arizona's draft history, and it's just as bad. You got a bunch of young talent, and it's just like, oh, here's another good young player, and nothing ever. Nothing ever projects out. Ever. They're always in the bottom of the league, always in the bottom of the league, always taking on bad contracts for draft picks. Always. Guys haven't done anything there. Besides uh, 
best players behind the NHL's back to the point where they have to pay millions of dollars to the NHL. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Forget Arizona. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. They don't deserve it. Oh, in 2014, they had a pretty good pick. Brennan Perlini, number 12 overall. Give me the give me the give me the numbers they picked from 2014. What what did they pick in 2015? Uh, 2015 they picked third. Oh. 2016 they picked seventh. 2017 oh. they picked 23rd. 2018 they picked fifth, and 2019 they picked 11th. So they're climbing, bro. They're yeah, they were oh. going through a rebuild. Screw them. They've been going through a rebuild for seven years, like Edmonton has. Don't need I it. Just, it's fun. It's Don't fun. Deserve it. Give somebody else. Give somebody interesting that number one pick. I mean, like, I'm not okay. I'm not just saying Arizona strictly. Just anybody other than Montreal or Chicago. It's boring. Columbus. You want the Blue Jackets? To get it? You want the Florida Panthers? Yeah. To why get it? not? It's fun when the Blue Jackets are good. It's fun when the Panthers are good. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I I would rather the Rangers be good than the Panthers or the Blue Jackets. I'd rather the Canadians. So you're be not good. an NHL fan. You're a biased original six uh, fanboy. Well, I'd rather ha- I'd like the Minnesota Wild to get him. I think that would be really cool. They deserve him. That's a struggling fan base. And plus, I'm also looking at the fan base. Florida has no fan base. Arizona has no fan base. Columbus has a fan base. But like the Wild have a diehard fan base. Yeah. What, what, what do they say at the beginning? Let's play hockey. What do they say? I hate that. <laughs> Something like, see, you hate it. You're a hater. I don't like that, but I still think they, it'd be cool if they got it. Whatever. Uh, that does it for today's episode. <laughs> We're going to do some preliminary uh, updates kind of on what the Red Wings can do with that number four pick on tomorrow's show, uh, as well as just kind of go through some mock drafts, see where the experts have the Red Wings or who the, who the experts have the Red Wings slated to pick at number four overall. Uh, in their initial post-lottery mock drafts. Uh, Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings, and we will see you guys tomorrow.